0: Welcome to the Big Fly Pod with your co-host K May and T Lou. Thanks so much for tuning in. Episode thirty-five. Episode thirty-five. K May, how we living? How we feeling, dude?
1: Episode thirty-five. Kind of crazy, T Lou. I was I joined late. I was not not a co-host in the beginning, but I joined joined the party later on. It's kind of crazy that we're at episode thirty-five already. But uh, yeah, things are good. Um, saw some of our boys from college, T Lou, this weekend. We saw Ooh. saw my saw my good pal Thomas Kemp. Saw my good pal Will Doherty. We were. Uh, holy cow man got the uh, have got they the gang
0: about have they gave their thoughts on how well the show they is doing and they are
1: they are listeners and they do enjoy the pod so they enjoy no they enjoy they they enjoy hearing our voices every day as they should you know
0: i don't i don't believe that for one second i actually <laughs> don't think believe that at all but uh, will chase and kemp if you're listening to this thank you so much for tuning in I'm I'm (laughs) thankful for you guys. Uh, K-May, I went in my first uh, self-driving car this past Oh, Um, no kidding. Yeah, so there's this thing called Waymo. It was created in San Francisco, in like Silicon Valley or whatever the company. But um, basically, the cars are self-driving. You literally order on an app like an Uber. Um, Uber actually bought the company. Uh, This is all information I learned while in the Waymo we're all in the car basically it pulls up it finds a spot you get in there's no driver and you sit down it starts going once you click start ride there's like actually a uh, like an iPad type dashboard in the back seat and the front seat it's, it's freaking incredible. incredible dude it's it's remarkable and so our yeah. ride was like Ten or eleven minutes. Went to a okay. semi-pro soccer game. I'll get to that. Look one. at that. Okay. Absolutely electric. Uh, yeah. It was so we get in the car. You click start ride. You have to obviously have your seatbelt on. Um, it goes for a bit, but it, it will stop. Which I don't want to know where it stops. But I'm not kidding you, dude. It was the smoothest ride I've ever been in from an Uber. That's, perspective. that's
1: nuts. Crazy. You have to
0: socialize with an new. <coughs> Which is, yeah
1: there you go that works
0: out it's just significant right i don't have to hear yeah. about you know where he went to college and vacation last week and uh why uber is his fifth you know job he's had in the last year so
1: yeah it, it, it's always uh turn up the music please sir i don't want to talk to you just turn up the music please that's yeah. always my thing can i get some music please
0: <laughs> i agree with you man <laughs> so like my whole thing was okay so anyone that saw the video I, I posted on like Snapchat or whatever. Anybody uh-huh. who saw it said, yep. "No, I'm not doing it. I'm not getting in. I'm not doing that." I'll tell you this though, ten minutes, it didn't make one error. It stops at the lights. It turns smoothly. The one part where I was like, "I have to," this will make me decide if it's like legit. Was we get up to a stoplight and we we're making a right turn. It was on red. And I was like, okay. does this thing go, you know, does it, does it go without having the green light? Right, right, right. And we're looking, we're looking, no one's coming. It makes the right turn. Wow. Turned on red. Huh? Wow. A Jaguar too, man. They're they're Jaguar carbs. So nice. Ridiculously nice. Super smooth ride. It was 11 minutes, 12 minutes, whatever it was. And I think I'm in on it. KMA, I think I'm in on it. And I think it's truly the future.
1: Dude, I need, I need to try that out. I haven't seen any around here, but I would assume they're starting in the West Coast and migrating this way. But Yeah, we'll see. Like
0: they were, I was talking to my buddy, and he said that um, Phoenix is supposedly like very, very lenient on self-driving cars, obviously. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, he says they're, like, in California and stuff. But, yeah, wild experience, man. I didn't know what to do. I really it's didn't nuts. know what to do. You're, um, you're wondering, like, what should I talk about in this car, you know? How often are people just, you know, basically screaming in fear? Um, <laughs> but semi-pro soccer game uh, for the Phoenix Rising, it was. The rising, a, huh? Yeah, it was 105 degrees. I
1: was going to say, you staying cool down there? It's been like over 100 for what, a month now?
0: So we had record-setting temperatures here in the last couple of weeks, most consecutive days, over 110 degrees. Yeah. Um, I'll say this. It's hot, but once that. Once it once the sun fully went down, it cooled off a bit, but you're still sweating. Yeah. I'll tell you this, man. I'll tell you this. The most impressive thing I saw at the soccer game. So it's like a semi pro stadium. So it's kind of like take your bleachers from your football stadium. I'm guessing they're kind of like the way they were uh, the way they were at Crown, but take a okay. same height around the stadium, right? Nice. So they had this Section called the Bandidos, and it was these people that played the drums and waved flags the entire. F&C. It's electric. I'm I'm getting like
1: WBC vibes if Dude. like talking about that. That's 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 cool.
0: It was it was incredible, man. And these people just drumlining and stuff. And I'm barely I'm sweating through drinking water. I'm oh yeah. It's taking it's taking effort. Um, and so it's in the 80th minute. And I leave because I had to go to the I had to go to the bathroom. We're down one nothing. I'm like, okay, ball's on the other side of the field. They're playing Colorado Springs, funny enough, but they're playing Col- the Colorado Springs team. I get off. I go. I go down. I come back up. It's one one. The ball's going the other way, and I'm like, wait wait, 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 what happened? Corner kick goes in. Place goes bonkers. Then there was a bicycle kick that the guy hits, but they called a handball before that. I, oh. nev- I mean chaos man it was yeah. so so much fun it really nice. really was i awesome. i i don't recommend it ever going again but it was fun and i'm glad i went i'm kind of like Dude. i'm in that mood right now where it's like i'm just gonna try stuff and see if i like it type of thing yeah um, but i have a t-shirt now for the phoenix rising so i'm a huge advocate for the program
1: He lose the soccer guy confirmed
0: yeah soccer guy confirmed arsenal fan as well uh premier league starts in a couple of weeks Little Saturday morning coffee, Sunday morning coffee. Little. Soccer. That's true.
1: It it does give you something to watch in the mornings. So that's nice.
0: Yeah. No, the I know you're gonna watch it, but hey. Never.
1: You know never. Yeah. Not. Not my thing. Not my thing. Never has been. But teach their own. You know. <laughs> not knocking it.
0: <laughs> well, dude, it's so good seeing you. Um, we are rolling into one of the biggest deadlines we've probably seen in quite some time, and I think they say that every single year, bro. But. This year kind of has a little bit of a different feel because you have teams that were supposed to be very very good that aren't and now they're in a in in a very very interesting position in how they want to handle their future. Um teams like the Cardinals, um you know, teams like the Angels, even the Yankees potentially. We'll see. Yeah. But it's it's sort of crazy right now, man. Um I think we got to start off the I think we just got to start off the top, man. I know your White Sox are I mean, uh, Talk about besides Shohei, the rumor mill for the White Sox is is I would not go on Twitter if I was a White Sox fan here in the next it's crazy. Week. Yeah. The
1: oh, uh, it's the rumor
0: insane. How you feeling, man?
1: Uh, this team is cooked. Um, I mean, just got swept to Minnesota. Um, they're like twenty games under five hundred now. A lot of games back in the division. chocolate it. They're done. Sell off, see what she can get, build up the uh, farm system a little bit here before August 1st and retool for next year. It's kind of where I'm at.
0: Do you trade like the ice cream guy, the vendor guy, the, the front office attendant? Like, are you, are you saying sell off or are you saying? Well, I,
1: I'm, yeah, I'm not saying sell off completely. I think there's some guys that they can build around and kind of build a foundation off of for the next core. That's going to come in. Um, you know, guys like Dylan sees Robert Jr. Um, maybe even Eloy, you know, hanging on to those guys. Cause those they do still do add some value. Um, even Andrew Vaughn too. Um, still good hitters. You know, can can contribute for your for years to come down the road. So not a complete sell-off, but definitely the pieces that that, that are there to move. They should move them, in my opinion. Yeah.
0: So what we're gonna do here, K-May, is you and I are sort of gonna go through teams, maybe just individual players from certain teams. Are we yep. looking at that as an option to trade off? We'll talk maybe a little bit about their contract situation this is sort of going to kind of relate to our no notes episode, just kind of going off teams and kind of just thinking of ideas and we'll just go here until the episode ends and we'll rock on up, man man. Uh, shout out our everydayers, uh, Will Doherty and uh, Kemp and Chase. I think Chase <laughs> Keeter. I throw Chase Keeter in there. Maybe. Yeah. I,
1: I did not see him this weekend, so I cannot confirm Chase, but I know for sure Thomas listens and Will does every once in a while too. Every once so, in a while. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You
0: know what? I'll take anything I can from. Will yeah. Yeah. Um But yeah, I I, I maybe Keeter has this rolling in his car wash right now. Maybe the audio file is on repeat in there. Um, you know, with a little bit of like you know Jason Aldine radio, uh, yep, whatever the country radio was in good old Bellevue, Iowa. But I think I think things are rolling, man. Super excited for them. So let's talk about it, man. Okay, so let's start with your White Sox because I think this is a really really interesting topic because this team has been. And I, and I will actually relate this a little bit to the 2016 Cubs where you had that year, and I still believe to this day, if you guys don't get the Astros' first round, you guys are potentially in the World Series, but um, mm. you're in a situation now like the 2016 Cubs where you had everything and now everything has started to dwindle and everything's started to fall off. And it's the, it, it is the crappiest feeling in the world because you see teams like the Dodgers and other teams like the Braves that have continued success. But... Okay, man, if we're looking at this team. Okay, so across the board, you and I could probably agree. Eloy, Robert, um, let's see here, Benintendi. Some of these guys that have long-term contracts are probably set in place. Even Yon Mancata, I don't see him being a trade piece right now with his season. Agreed. Um, one interesting topic is Dylan Cease because yep. – everybody wants to trade them and i don't know if necessarily it's worth it but i'd be interested to hear your take so i think there's a couple names on here we'll talk about we'll talk about cease we'll talk about lance lynn we'll talk about grundahl we'll talk about Hendricks. all these names but let's start with dylan cease do you trade him if so where if not why
1: so here's the angle how i look at the dylan c situation i think in that rotation to two youngest arms with the highest upside, I guess, for the rest of their careers, I would look at is Kopech and Cease. So I would keep, keep at least keep one of those, if not both of them. Um, if you wanna trade one of them, that I'm fine with that. He does have team control for a while and the dude has nasty stuff. So I'm kind of leaning towards more of the side of keep him, build around him in that rotation, make make him your ace for the next handful of years, kind of see, see how we go from there. Um, so yeah, like that's that. kind of, that's kind of how I am with these, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I because you have him under control until he, – he's a free agent 26. Yep. And 24, 25, he's not going to get that big-time money. And what's good, too, is that if you want to extend him, you now are not taking as big of a risk, right, because you don't, you're not giving him that full-term contract that he would get if you were to be in 2026, right? So Absolutely. I agree with that. If you were to go anywhere, people are talking about Baltimore, but it's just – that would take a lot, man. That would take some guts. That would.
1: Take I some saw. from that. I saw Houston too. He's been linked to Houston. I saw it's one of the rumors on Twitter that I saw, but, uh, but yeah, it'd be, be, interesting to see how that kind of shakes out. Yeah, we'll see. Yep.
0: Let's talk about a guy who might be going to Houston. Is uh, Lucas Giolito. Uh huh. So obviously, Giolito is a free agent starting next season. Um, you're obviously trading him right yeah he's probably he's a a doubt in your mind okay
1: he's by the one guy in the roster I'd say it'd be a lock to get traded I would say
0: I'm I'm picking Baltimore just because of the fact that Baltimore needs an ace going into the playoffs they don't Grayson Rodriguez while he's been great is a rookie and he's a four or five right now and he's been up and down from triple a um there's been links to Jordan Lyles potentially from Kansas City but I personally think Baltimore is a really, really great fit for him, and I don't see um, – and also, too, um, people have said that Baltimore has one of the best farm systems that they've seen in quite some time. And yeah. And I personally think that's a great fit.
1: Yeah, I like that. I like that fit as well. Um, I never really thought of that until you just said that, but that would be a perfect fit. Like you said, they need that ace going into the playoffs um, to get to in a three-game series. So, yeah, I like that. A Good call, a good call. I like that.
0: Absolutely. Let's talk about a couple other guys. Just we don't want to take up too much time here on, on this ball club. But I think a really interesting one, too, is uh, T.A., who now has a club option in 2024, uh, which is a fantastic option for teams because now they have the ability to decide if they want to keep him or not after the season. Um, but let's talk T.A., Hendricks, Lance Lynn. Are all three of those guys trading because they all have one more year of control under that ball club, or do you see all of them going? Which guys are staying? What are your thoughts there? You said T. A. Hendricks. Who was the third one? T. A. Hendricks and um, Lance Lynn. So you said?
1: Yep. Okay. Yep. Um, yeah. Well, find T. A. is finally starting to hit the ball. He was hitting like shit for a long time there, but now his trade value is starting to go back up. He's starting to hit better, which is good to see. Yeah, I think I think T. A. is pretty 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 locked lot to get traded, especially with Colson Montgomery coming up. He should be ready next year, maybe the year after, if not. Um, but yeah, I think I think he's gone. Lance Lynn, he's gone too. He's had a bad year, so you're not gonna get much for him in return. But you could dump him, get a hit or miss prospect, kind of take a shot in the dark or lottery ticket. See where see what happens there. And Hendricks, yes, I, I think he's gotta get healthy first. He's been dealing with that arm issue. Um, but if he's healthy, and I think he can bring a lot of value to another team at the end, at the back end of that bullpen. So, yes, I think all three of them do eventually get traded. Absolutely. To answer your question.
0: <clears throat> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking T.A. I'm thinking T.A. to – ooh, that's tough. My only thing with T.A. is that he can play second base, I guess, a little bit now because he did it in WBC, but I don't know if that sample size is enough. Right. But maybe – maybe TA to LA potentially, yeah the Dodgers Dodgers so that'd be a good fit that would be a fantastic fit you can also see Hendricks going there as well um, and you know I look at Lance Lynn I, I say I, I, I personally would give him away just because what is the real value you get next year from him if you're already in rebuild mode why would you make that a point I think they do have some arms coming up that can solidify that position or go get guys in potentially the off season so Another, another target to go a team like Toronto who needs another arm. Yeah. the Four or five slot. I love him in that four or five slot, not trying to be that ace. Um, and he can just go there and really be that bulldog that they need in my personal yeah, opinion. I see that in Toronto, um, you know, Texas. You never know what the injuries that they've been dealing with. There's now issues with the Baldy. We'll see there. Um, I don't see inner division for those guys, but it's it sucks that you have to talk about this game, a, because I know yep. as a as a Sox, or as a Cub fan, um, while you know you can look at this me all happy and giddy for him, I know that this is never easy because this is literally what I dealt with, the, you know, the last couple of years, um, and I think that's what we do is we switch it over to the Cubs. I think we stay on the route of this guy with Cubs right now. Let's uh, do it, the Cubs. So here's the whole thing with the Cubs. So the Cubs right now are six and a half back out of first place. What they needed to do was they needed to win 3 out of 4 or sweep the cardinals in order to stay in potentially a buyer mode or uh stay middle middle and not do anything and not sell um they have to i we will we will bring it up next week and you know hopefully they uh do sweep the socks um and then they got the cardinals again so they by the time here's the whole thing I've never needed the socks to just sell before Tuesday more than I needed them to right now I needed to sell Everything you sell the cart girl, you sell the beer guy, you sell everything by Tuesday, uh, at whatever time they play, but you make sure that is done by that time because the (laughs) Cubs, right now, they need to win those two and then they need to, um, you know, potentially sweep over the weekend as well. So, right now, the Cubs have the socks on Monday, Tuesday. And then they are in a four-game set again against the Cardinals this upcoming weekend. And why I need the the Sox to sell everybody, including even their mascot, is that if the Cardinals are likely in seller mode now because they're 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 completely out of it at this point, so they're likely in a sell mode. They've already sold off one of their really top. I I love the arm Cabrera who went over to. Um, Toronto this past week, yeah, Andrew who was throwing 98 to 100. So they're they needed to do something this weekend. They needed to split or win three or four or sweep. Um, and unfortunately, all right, unfortunately, excuse me, they did not. So they are now 11 games back. So they're likely in sell mode. So the Cubs right now are sort of in this window where if you don't beat the Sox and sweep them on Tuesday and Wednesday, it's gonna get iffy because. The, the the Reds and the Brewers just either one of them win every every single night, or they both win. They both just do not lose during this path. So here's my thoughts, and I'd be interested to hear. Actually, let's start with you, man. Do you trade Bellinger, and why? Uh,
1: yes, because I don't think you're going to lock him up long term, right? I don't think he, I don't think you would after <laughs> the season he's, season he's having. I don't think you'd give him big money um, next year. If you're the if you're Cubs guys, especially with what Pete, Carum, Pete Armstrong, Armstrong, he's coming up soon. He'll be ready, he'll be ready pretty soon. So I don't I don't see them re signing him. So I think yes, trade him, get some value for him. You know, I don't know how much you're gonna get for him, but definitely you can get, get some pieces back, get a lottery ticket of a prospect or something. Um, but yes, I mean the two guys who have been talked about the most are him and Strowman, the uh, Bellinger and Strowman are the two main guys that they that you would get the most for probably in a trade package. That's um but but yes, I would to answer your question. What, what do you think
0: I uh, do? Well, here's the whole thing. So I, I was thinking about this earlier today because I was, you know, where I watched him hit an absolute nuke to center um, to make it two nothing today against the Cardinals and really be the most impactful player this entire series. And right now he's top five in the league off lefties. And it's not even like as a lefty hitter, it's prim- a yeah. primary hitter. Um which is just mind-boggling to me. And look, you know, the guy, you signed him, and you signed him for this reason. You signed him because you knew he was going to be a rental and then if he popped off, you were going to trade him at the deadline or you are going to lose him at the end of the year and get a qualifying uh, or, or get a compensation pick. He's a Scott Boris guy. And yep. uh, look, Scott Boris is just not going to play the whole Wrigley confines and loves the experience and loves playing for the Cubs. There's no emotional tie with Boris. It's all about business, right? Money talks, yeah. It's money talks, dude. And and look, my whole thing for Cody is, like, if he does get traded and he gets a massive contract, I couldn't be happier for him because the guy was in L.A. and, you know, L.A. now has not necessarily – shown commitment or during that time that he was there did not show commitment to him and and he fell off and you just felt like they never really like put him in a position to continually have success after his rookie of the year season that he had an mvp season you know he's he's a guy that in my opinion is somebody that needs to be comfortable and once he's comfortable and you're not having to put put him in different positions and he knows he's a full-time starter you saw what happened this year, man. He's having one of the most electric seasons that a Cubs player has had in a very, very – not a very long time, but since, like, Chris Bryant. I mean, it's – it's a 100%. Season. So, Cody deserves the money he is going to get. Some team is probably going to overpay for him, but yep. you are paying for a guy that can play any position in the outfield and play first base. Yes. Versatile,
1: man. Let lefty stick, too. You no, know, stick around is, the middle of the order.
0: Literally, he's a gold level talent at every single position he's going to play in. So, yep. trade him is what I'm doing. My only worry is, is that they don't trade and get anything for him. And yeah. then, let's say this team, let's say this week you, and this is why I don't think this decision literally won't come until uh, the last game on our next Sunday's game. Um, or after this uh, next Sunday's result against the Cardinals, because if you hold on to them, you you still if you can get in with you know three to four into the division by next Sunday, I think you hold on to them, and I don't okay. think it's not going to be anything where I don't I just don't see a team giving up a lot for this guy. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I it's just teams are scared these days to give up prospect capital.
1: I would agree with you and I, you hit the nail on the head. I don't know how much you're going to get out of him um, just based on what his market is um, and yeah. based on, you know, expiring contract at the end of the year. So I, that'd be the big question. How, how much can you get for him? You know, it's obviously the million dollar question,
0: so. Exactly. So that's Cody. I mean, to, to kind of flip it over the other name that people have talked about was Hendricks. I don't, I don't foresee that happening. I think he's a cub until 2025. Stroman, he's got a player option after this year. Um, This guy is a Twitter giant and Mm -hmm. has really bothered me with the way that he's approached everything he's talked about where um, he's trying to be a type of businessman, I guess, or whatever he's doing. I mean, the guy's 32 years old and the Cubs should not extend him. The Cubs should not extend him. Do not extend him because I think personally he's at the peak of his career. And I think what he's doing right now plays well because with the – whole dynamic now of pitch clock and things being rushed you'd rather have ground balls and strikeout guys because strikeout guys a lot of times have to have that build up ground ball guys and everything i think he's a really really nice idea to send to let's say giolito doesn't go to baltimore i can really really see stroman going to baltimore it's a good uh, pick um, and because of their they got a really really solid defense over there and also too they would be my main target because they have um, the most prospect capital that at least I know for sure we're probably going to get a really, really solid pick. So that's what I'm doing. I don't know if you had any suggestions there, k or if you're kind of leaning the same way. I'm
1: leaning the same way. And kind of, Jan Gomes, too. What's his contract look like expiring at the end of the year, too? Huh? So Jan
0: Gomes is a um, club option next year, which they're okay. going to pick up because he's, yep. just been, he's just played out of his mind this year. Um, he's a really, really talented hitter against lefties. Um, but he is another guy that i would look at if, if especially yeah. if you do not if you don't get within that five to four game range at the deadline um of the division i think you trade him as well i think yep. i think he can he's. really impact a, a starting lineup or starting pitching rotation
1: definitely another guy to look out for for sure as we near closer to the deadline yep
0: <laughs> all right let's go around the rest of the league brother i think it was good for us to kind of go into both of our teams because i think people are interested to hear that but um let's talk the Mets the Mets right yeah. now, you have, oh, this is just a byproduct of spending money rather than developing a team. Um, right now, the New York Mets they sit 18 and a half games back of the division, so there's no shot there with the Braves playing out of their out of their minds. You're still seven and a half out of the wild card, but you got to get sort of lucky here. So let's talk. Let's talk a couple names here that might be valuable options as I pull up there contract summary here so a couple names Pete Alonzo, he rolls into his last arbitration year next year okay he's having not the best year in the, in the mm-hmm. eyes of many
1: yeah he's been down
0: do you think because of the fact that they spent so much money and they've really f- fooled around with their prospects over the last couple of years do you trade him? So I don't know
1: how much you're going to get for him because like you said, he's had a down season. The power is there, but you know, if you look around the league, who's looking for a first baseman, you know, but the market's not going to be very big for first baseman in general, I think that's going to hurt his, hurt his value too. Um, do you trade the the Mets are really tricky because they don't have a lot of guys who are tradable. They have like bigger, bigger, longer contracts or tougher to move. So they're a tricky situation. Um, I could actually see them going for it and actually buying, even though they're under 500 right now. And what would you say, six and a half back, seven back, something
0: like that, of a wild card? They are seven and a half out of the wild
1: card. Seven and a half out of the wild card. So, yeah, I mean, they won a few games in a row. They're right back in it, you know, kind of as we've we've talked about with our teams about a month ago. um, Obviously, now White Sox are in a situation where they're not going to be buying, but um, I I can totally see them buying and going
0: for it. It's a great move, brother, because you look at the – so you look at their contract summary right now. Um, the only names that I see that are big-time names that are likely on the move would be Adam Adovino, Omar Navarez, uh David Robertson, a couple of guys that have either contracts or player options coming up here uh, yep. next year or free agents like David Robertson, Carlos Carrasco is a free agent next year. Yeah,
1: say Cookie if you want to watch. But Sorry, go ahead and yeah, No,
0: no, 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 no. Um, you know, Scherzer, right, you get your player option next year. Um, But he's getting $43 million. I A bag, yeah. He 100% is going to accept that. So if you yeah. trade him, that team, that, at least that other team, knows that you're keeping them. But I agree with you, man, because what is the point of selling now?
1: Yeah, right? There's they, they don't really have an incentive to sell, because they, and with their, the payroll they have, you know, one of the highest in baseball. It's kind of tough to tough to sell after you spent all that money in the offseason, you know? So, yeah. I don't know. I, I just see it more likely for them buying going for it personally than they, Absolutely. than I do see them selling. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk about the Cardinals, uh, kind of going back to the NL central here, the Cardinals now 11 games back. Uh, they just lost uh, three or four from the Cubs at Wrigley screwed with some up calls that I will, I, I will acknowledge any day of the week that we got very, very lucky over the last couple of games um but the cardinals are in a fortunate situation now where they have to look at some of their contracts um the likes of Paul Goldschmidt rumors around the league around you know Nolan Arenado now i don't foresee Arenado be going just because he's not his contract is still you know still a couple years out so i don't i don't i don't see them dealing him um you get a heck of a lot of value for it you get a lot of you get a lot of prospect capital back Um, I just don't see them potentially trading him away. But Kame, what are your thoughts there, man? I mean, I can pull up their contract summaries so you kind of have an idea. but
1: Yeah. Um, They're one of those teams, too, like the White Sox. They're so far out of it that it doesn't make sense to buy. Um, I am curious to see what the contract situations look like. Like they were just talking about with the Mets, I don't know who they would have
0: that would be value to somebody. Yeah. Let's pull it up here. So Paul Goldschmidt, you have for, you have one more year of control on that. He's a free agent. 25 Adam Wainwright, 18 and a half this year, free agent next year. Steven Matz, Wilson Contreras is around for a while. Miles Nicholas is a free agent. 26 Paul, the youngest club option next year. And the following year, um, Jack Flaherty is a free agent as well. Tyra O'Neill is a potential trade target with arbitration being next year. They have, a lot of guys that are under a lot of either interesting control or they're gone. So let's look yeah. here. So Nolan Arenado, he's like I said twenty I think I said twenty twenty-six. He's up, he's until 2027. 20, so there's no way they're giving that up. There's just yeah, no way he's, I, I, he's I'd staying. be shocked. I'd be shocked. Paul I would President, be too yes. I, he's got over an eight hundred OPS. He's a guy that is obviously a professional and would be a very, very good value to a team. Um Right now, if I were to kind of pick a squad that might be an option there, this is interesting. The The Philadelphia Phillies. Yes, I was thinking the same thing. You're in my mind. Because they don't – they they can put Harper over at first base. You don't have to stretch out and try and get him to do much because he's not going to play that in the future. Yep. You don't need to push him to play more there. You're just putting him there because you don't have anything. I like the Phillies for that.
1: That would be a good fit. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking about teams who needed first baseman before we went before we went live tonight. Phillies are definitely one of those teams who uh who could use a first baseman. So Pete Alonso too, but that's within the division, so that's probably less likely. But. Exactly. Yep.
0: Yep. Um another name that's interesting is Tyler O'Neill, who's had an injury triggered year. Along with him, Jack Flaherty, which I think you can do a package deal and get a really really nice return on, um, definitely because O'Neill can put up you know thirty home run seasons potentially, and Flaherty is, dude. I, in my personal opinion, he kind—I don't know if you know the name um, or the God. What's that kid's name out of Tennessee this past season who was playing? Oh, Joyce Ben Joyce. Who's that? <laughs> it wasn't Ben yes. Joyce? But it's the other kid, Chase Burns. Chase Burns. Okay. And yeah, the yeah, kid yeah. Who went? He was a starter. They moved him to the bullpen yeah. as a long reliever, and he was a dog. And I kind of get that feel with Jack Flaherty where it's like this kid just maybe isn't built to be a starting rotation guy right now and maybe probably just hasn't been in the right scenario, whatever it is, right? However it hasn't worked out, the guy yep. still has a filthy, filthy fastball with a filthy, filthy slider, right? He's He's got the juice to get it going. And I It's think- puzzling
1: because he he had, he, had, he balled out, what, is, what was it, two years ago now? three years ago. I don't know how, how long it was, but he had an insane right. season. Yeah.
0: He was, he was unbelievable. And honestly, that was kind of one of my like low key picks to potentially win or, or be kind of a comeback player of the year. Hell, even being Cy Young talks at the beginning. Of yeah. Yeah. Yep. Cause you just felt like this kid just has, you know, hasn't maybe just figured it out yet. But if you look at back at a couple of his seasons, right. So if you look at his, Um, ERA in 2019, 2.75, 11 and 8 record, started 33 games, and then since then, 2021, which is you know, we'll we'll take it as it is, but still 78 innings, 3.22 ERA, um, you know, with a nine, you know, with a uh, nine and two record, and then just since then, he's kind of just not gotten lucky at the injury plague year last year, and then this year hasn't really figured it out. I would take a risk on this guy. I would, yep, I would totally too. put it put him in a position. So if I'm looking around the if I'm looking around the league right?
1: How about I was, I was gonna give you a team, see what your thoughts are. How about the Tampa Bay Rays? How do you feel about that fit?
0: I think it's a great fit because of the fact that they figure it out with dudes. Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking. And they I always think, do. And I think if you throw in a little package with Tyler O'Neill, which I maybe they don't need Tyler O'Neill, but if I look at the rest of their ball club, give me give me Flaherty and hmm maybe I'm just sticking with Flaherty for now. I think you stick with Flaherty. You go after him. Maybe throw a Jordan Hicks in there too. There you go. Throw those think, guys in. Yeah. Just like the Orioles, man. They got more than enough capital within their system. I like those picks, brother. So looking at the Cardinals right now, folks, we're looking at Paul Goldschmidt, potentially the Phillies, and also two. Uh, A guy like Jack Flaherty going to the Rays along with uh, Jordan Hicks. Some really, really nice targets there. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is also one other name I want to talk about. He's got 10 million left this year or whatever that number is now based on the percentage of the year that he's at year to date. Uh, But he's a free agent next year as well. And he didn't have the best start tonight against the Cubs, uh, but he has had a very, very nice year overall. And I, I personally just thought he just didn't have it today against the Cubs. Uh, but I was worried about him because I think he's a really, really nice lefty pitcher. I could potentially see him being on the move here in the next week. Maybe the Reds, without like that, yep. It's within division, but I don't think they care. Yeah,
1: I don't. Think- the Reds. I hope. I I hope the Reds go for it. I hope they don't stay status quo. I I want the Reds to go for it and see if they can make a run at this thing. Um, I know they have been playing as well as of late. Um, but I think they still got those pieces there, and I I really do hope they, they go for it. It's better for baseball when they're in the playoffs and relevant, in my opinion. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Let's talk about one more team, brother, within the uh, NL here. Okay. So the San Diego Padres, did you hear about yep. what happened with them?
1: I did not. Catch me up.
0: So the San Diego Padres had lost their deal with their local TV provider. Oh, yeah. I knew that. So – Now we're taking away the team. We're talking about the business side of baseball, where this team potentially is seeing, you know, not bankruptcy, but I've heard that word thrown in there, right? So right now you got a couple names that are really, really interesting to to look at, right? Yep. Juan Soto goes into his last year of arbitration next year. Blake Snell is a free agent next year. Josh Hader is a free agent.
1: Do you pull the trigger? Yeah, man, there's pieces there. How, do you have the standings up by chance? I don't have them up my I do, computer. I do. So okay. the
0: Padres right now, 48-52, and 52, 10 games back of the West, which is actually – I'm kind of shocked they're even in that. And then they're just behind the Cubs. They're six games back in the wild card. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, geez, the one of those in between teams, which – it's going to be really, there's a lot of teams who are hopping right around in that borderline. It's going to be really interesting to see what happens over the next two weeks, because you're not going to be able to really decide what you want to do, Or I guess a week now, August 1st is a week away. Um, so in this next week, it's going to be really interesting to see how that plays out, and what teams decide to sell, what teams decide to buy. And um, I can see them being a team that stays status quo, not really, not going one way or another, because they do have the talent there. Um, they, like the Mets, they have a big payroll, so it's, hard to sell off and kind of give up on the year when you're paying that much money. Um, you have that big, that high of payroll. So I don't know, man, they're an interesting team.
0: They really, really are, man. And so how their schedule ramps up this week. So they got, um, they, they do roll into a series tomorrow at home against Pittsburgh until Wednesday. So they have a three game set, then they have a break. And then Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got the Phillies, but they're coming to town. So yep. the Phillies are hot. They're a great, great ball, ball club. Likely buyers, um, maybe even buyers, even potentially before that series, which is really an interesting tactic, of course, with this next week is just what teams are buying immediately and what yep. teams wait until the, literally the last second on the clock. So yep. right now uh, – um, oh, excuse me. Did I say did I say Philly? I'm so sorry. Oh, this makes it really, really interesting. It's the problem. is the San Diego Padres and the Pirates have like literally the exact same. <laughs> yeah, same logo. <laughs> uh, they – are unfortunately rolling in, have Texas rolling into the town next weekend. Oh, now, Texas okay. right now, Dolas Garcia and Corey Seager are on the IL, potentially Evaldi here. Uh, so you may get a, a little bit of a lesser team right there. But, yeah, right, you, you're right, brother, because they're almost – they're literally, in my personal opinion, they're in the exact same boat as the Chicago Cubs. I just wonder what does that business side we're losing that deal and losing all that money and not being able to pay – uh, it's a really good point. It's a really good
1: point. Yep, really good point. To really good angle to look at it too. I mean, who knows what those guys are thinking of? The the tops of the organization, GM, you know, owner. I, who knows what they're thinking either? So,
0: it's, it's very crazy. very interesting. It's Crazy. I I I don't know because what does that money look like? Where does that go? Exactly. Um, and all that. You know, the of course with, um, you know, AJ Preller being just a guy who. Is is incredible at what he does. I've also learned over the last week that he's an incredible scout, which is kind of funny because it's all he's done is literally get rid of anything he's had. Yeah. Um, but that is something that can also play here because if you trade one soto, you're gonna get another haul. So you basically you're not gonna get everything you got, you know, you traded away. Um, but he obviously can be, you know, his ceiling is an elite, elite bat, one of the best bats in the league. He's a guy that you could potentially trade away and, and look into getting something pretty good. Uh, but Blake Snell's having an outstanding year, almost an AL Cy Young type of year, and yep. Josh Hader ain't bad either. So let's just let's just say, if you're trading Juan Soto, what ball club right now do you foresee being? This might we got to think about this one a little bit. Yeah. who do you who would you see as a target for Juan Soto?
1: I can see the New York Yankees being a target uh, going after Juan Soto. Aaron Judge, I'm the Aaron Judge go, coming back now soon, uh, but he's been banged up for a while. So bringing him over, sticking him in the outfield, lefty bat, I think that would make a lot of sense for the New York Yankees. Even we talked about him earlier, but the Tampa Bay Rays it makes some sense too, I think. Putting him over there um, in the outfield, stick him out there. It's a big bat in the middle of the lineup. You kind of need a big bopper in the middle. They don't really have um, a ton of those guys. So those are two teams, that I, both in the AL East, but those are two teams that I can see as
0: potential fits. Fantastic. And then, I mean, legitimately, you could see the Padres, who had one of the top farm systems at one point before they got rid of everything for Juan Soto. After this week, you could potentially see them up again at the top. Which is nuts. Juan, Juan Soto, Blake Snell, and Hater. We'll see. We'll see. I, there's a lot of other outside factors that go into play here. But absolutely some things to watch out for I, looking at the AL East. I said earlier that the Yankees are potentially, uh, you know, sellers. It, it's kind of hard to say that with them being at two games back. So don't see that happening, but we'll see how this week goes. It's just the Yankees have just been, it's just been craziness with them over the last couple of weeks. Uh, yep. We talked about the white Sox. I think the last teams we'll talk about here. I think Seattle's a buyer. Uh, I think so too. They are, they're eight and a half back. They're actually, A half game back of the angels who are eight games back um but within the al wild card race they're only four and a half back the angels though man look dude you're eight games back you're four games out of of the division or, or of the wild card excuse me if you sell shohei you're gonna get a haul Yep. Maybe not the haul that everybody thinks they're going to get just because, you know, he's leaving after this year or his last year is this year. He's a free agent, you know. I don't know, man. What are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking so the closer we get to the deadline and the less rumors we hear about Otani going somewhere, it, to me says that's more likely that he's going to stay versus be traded. Um, I feel like as we're getting closer, those rumors are really, really start to heat up. Granted, we got a little over a week yet, so who knows? We'll see this week if anything kind of kind of stirs the pot um, as far as rumors go. We'll see. Um, but I haven't—I don't know if you've seen anything on Twitter. I haven't seen many rumors or teams linked to him. Um, I haven't seen any of that really um, up to this point. So to me, that tells me that he's more most likely to stay. Um, that's kind of the way I look at it personally.
0: I do. I I do see it as well. They're six and four in their last ten. Um, the the week of how they look for this upcoming week. Let's look here. So the Angels start their uh they start up on Tuesday. They're gonna be going to let's see here. The Angels are at Detroit. So you got a three game set in Detroit. And then rolling into Friday, you have a three game set in Toronto, which is never easy. Mm-hmm If you can win, if you could sweep the Tigers, Shohei stays. Yep. I think if they were to somehow get swept by the Tigers, which won't likely happen, that would require that. But you at least got to win two out of three. You You at least got to do that. Two out of three. Yep, yep. Um, But let's just throw it out there. I think it's always cool to talk about this. If you're Shohei Otani um, after this season, you're going probably you're not staying with the pro you're not staying with the with the angels but if you're the angels what are you doing with Shohei if you are going to trade him who do you think has who do you think is actually the best option and who do you think is actually to give up the most for him
1: well I made my uh hot take what was it our last episode I think I said he's going to the Mets could be fit That'd be a real hot take, but hey man, that'd be that'd be a fun fit, I think. Stick them in there see what see what it does to that team that lights a little fire, fire under them, gets them going a little bit. Um, geez, let me think.
0: This is tough, man, because you it is because you have to think about okay, what do they have in their system? What are they able to provide? You can't sit here and say they're gonna trade away these three prospects like they do with like you know, the Orioles with Um, some of the left-handed bats that they have in their farm system or anything like that. This would be fun. How about the
1: Milwaukee Brewers? Oh, (laughs) that's kind of a, kind of a wild card team that you never think of. I think they have, they have the prospect capital, I think to get it done.
0: Let's, let's take a look. we got a couple minutes left here, but let's take a look at their prospect rankings because right now, self relic is off to one of the best starts in the history of any prospect. um, in just like two games. Uh, let's look here so the milwaukee brewers you have jackson trio who is one of the top prospects in all of baseball self relic who is their number two prospect who just made his debut on saturday jefferson cuero jacob miseroski tyler black let's look if there's any other names that look interesting now (laughs) oh cow man Wow, would that be really, really interesting? Let's see. Sure would be. <clears throat> I'm just gonna check one more thing here, dude. Wow. I didn't think about that. That's a great pick, KMA. It's a great yeah. pick.
1: I mean, you roll into a three-game series with Otani
0: and Corbin Burns, and you may have Brendan Woodruff by it. And Woodruff, yeah, that'd be nasty still throw out freddy peralta who could yeah 97 on the edge um here's why i think your pick is even a better pick than you think it is all of their guys besides yelich and peralta and this uh, and other names as well but pretty much are all ARB guys yep and they're all gone within the next couple of years you don't have really a solidified, solidified core.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beyond beyond the next season or two, right? As, as you just
0: the said, the Brewers have always, 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 always since Craig Council has taken the realm. And I I I apologize, but I forget the GM's name. But yeah, they, they always figure it out. And they, they always do. Always put together a ball club that you're just like, damn. I mean, just kind like, of. that,
1: Kind of them in the race, right? Those are kind of the two small market teams that always seem to figure it out and get the job done.
0: Dude. Wow. Um if that happens, I hope that happens by Thursday so the Cubs can sell everybody because there's yeah. no way in hell this ball club is coming back, man. What a what a bomb to drop on the end of this episode, dude. Let's go, K, okay, let's go. You
1: know, we spent all this time talking about it. He's not going to get treated. Yeah, probably. It's, that's how usually that's how usually it always works. <laughs> Seven
0: minutes, 30 seconds on it. Well, uh, KMA, dude, this is awesome, man. This is a lot of fun. I was a pleasure time of the year. I know it's going to get into the dog days here uh, after next week with these teams. But we still don't have, you know, teams solidified as a front runner in a lot of these divisions. So, yeah, uh, really, really interested to see what happens here in the next week. Trade deadline is next Monday. Uh, which will either make uh, some bring some Monday blues or make somebody's Monday a heck of a lot, you know, heck, probably the most special of the year. Uh, Absolutely. So, Kami, anything else before we uh, sign off here, brother? I think you've hit it all. Getting ready for the
1: dog day, so we're getting down to it. Nitty gritty. Nitty gritty, man. I'm so excited. This is
0: going to be awesome. All right. Thanks so much for listening, everyone. Will Doherty, Kemp, I know you guys are listening. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you all soon.